This week on Media Delta, Dick Tracy. It's a movie in which Warren Beatty is really excited just to show you how cool his dick is. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Media Delta. Um, we are looking at an interesting film, at least in certain aspects. You see, a while ago, uh, when we were taking a look at Sega Technical Institute games, uh, we came across their game that is based on the 1990 Dick Tracy movie. And, well, since we played that game, we can go ahead and watch it. And that's what we did. Um, so we were talking about the 1990 Dick Tracy movie, directed by Warren Beatty and starring Warren Beatty. Um, and I was not the only one who watched this. Uh, please introduce yourselves in alphabetical order. Uh, hello, world. I'm Norman Rafferty, uh, and I'm here to take a bite out of crime. I'm the portable stove, and... Uh... Man, this movie just has this one big dumb dick in it. I'm Torpetypist, and I'm here to question why Madonna's in this at all. Oh, I know why Madonna's in this. (laughs) So, yes, uh, Dick Tracy, uh, based on the comic from the early 30s? Yes, the 30s. Um, Which, if you're not familiar with Dick Tracy, uh, Dick Tracy is a... I would say private detective, but he's not really private detective either. no he he's a he's a police detective he works for the chicago pd they don't men- name drop chicago in this movie but he works for chicago pd probably because chicago didn't want to be associated with this movie gee i wonder why um that actually it, now that i think about that it actually makes a whole lot of sense bearing um, the lead here but i'm sorry you have a feeling that will come out really quick um so yeah um basically Really early comic strip, uh, strip about a police detective dealing with organized crime in a whole bunch of, I would say stereotypical, but I don't know if that's, I mean, it is stereotypical. That's not the thing, the kind of the concept I'm going for, but basically they have like all characteristics about themselves that are super exaggerated. He loves and, beating up deformed people. Yeah, but every, yeah, actually now everyone who is evil was essentially deformed in some way, which is. Or I one of them had a speech impediment. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, and that, yes, mumbles did in fact mumble. Or one of them was just short. It, yes. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's, it's Dick Tracy. Like, I, it's kind of one of those, it's like, what, what is Dick Tracy like? Well, it's, you, basically, it's a 1930s comic and that's your premise. You can kind of get the entire thing from there um and yeah in in the i believe because this was um like a real this was a development health thing wasn't it like basically where it was um or yeah it started in the 1980 uh, like early 1980s and basically oh yeah this this would not have been greenlit if it wasn't for 1989's batman yeah um which boy that's this movie definitely the more that i think about it, it is very much in parallel with that movie what was your first clue the british special <laughs> effects team or the danny elfman soundtrack yes um it's just the the you know what I, I, I think before we go into let's just let's just actually get into the questions because i feel we'll go uh more into it so rafferty uh what are your general impressions of this movie you know, I hadn't seen this movie in a while, and I hadn't seen it in HD. So, uh, getting getting a chance to to reacquaint with the movie, 
also, since then, I've been like doing a deep dive on um, the Dick Tracy comics because they, they did a big relaunch of them in the 2000s with a surprisingly professional team, like a, a full comic book team. It's a little weird. So, uh, you know, seeing the movie, uh, maybe I'm old and soft. I don't know. I still don't think it's a good movie. In fact, what, what I think's annoying me about it is taking the Batman aesthetic like they did with the, the production value is clearly on the screen. Like, like it, you, you know, they've got the bold colors. Uh, everything looks like some sort of, you know, faux deco. Yeah, the production value is amazing. And I've, uh, with the exception of maybe Batman, I've never seen so much production in service of so little. Like, I, I really think there's a good movie that wants to get out of this, but it it's it's got that problem it's got the same problems batman does where there's too much production design and they don't seem to know how to do an action sequence i mean this is really weird because this is dick tracy the guy who became famous for like blazing gun battles and shooting dozens of criminals and then when we watch this movie like warren Beatty gets in what two fist fights and one gunfight there's only one real shootout yeah it yeah it, and much like much like Batman '89, uh, the action doesn't go until the very end of the movie. It, it's got things that look like action sequences, but aren't. Like there's a scene where he climbs up the uh, onto the third story of a building just so he can fall off of it, and and that serves no purpose. Or the really weird one, I forgot about this: the seesaw sequence where he gets trapped in a room. So he has to make another guy jump down to do a seesaw so he can get out. But all that does <sighs> is just get him outside for a firefight that's completely pointless. It's like all these weird things that I guess screenwriter, maybe, like you said, development hell. Maybe it just, like, screenwriters kept writing down what they thought were good sequences and it turned into this. Um, there's some things in this movie just really shine. Like, like Warren Beatty, when he's doing the fist fighting, he looks really good. Like, that's one thing I was thinking, like, why aren't we seeing more of that? Uh, um, and the bad guys are actual bad guys. They actually show them committing crimes. You know, like, there's a whole montage. Well, you have to wait 60 minutes for this. There's a whole montage of, woohoo, we're beating up mom and pop and stealing money out of cash registers and running racketeering. We're bad guys. And there's just a... I, the, the movie was frustrating to me because I thought there was a lot more possibility and uh, some people here really knew what was going on. But in the end, it, it, it's really, there's not enough good stuff and there's too much bad stuff. I, I will say, it just reminded me that I still love that this movie posits the idea of shaking people down for protection money as new and revolutionary. Well, it, but it's ostensibly it takes place in the 1940s. So that would be the when you would actually be doing that. But but I just I know point... it's just the way it phrases it all makes it seem like it's some sort of uh, hot new shit. Well, but but I would take that over like when we go watch the Batman movies, where it's like, so when are these guys committing crimes? It always seems like this weird thing of the oh. criminals and some of these other movies never seem to get around to actually doing any crime. Oh no no no! I I I'm with you 100 percent on that. I'm just saying, the the actual crime like the. The actual villainy is not interesting. Like so much. Well, I, I should probably cap this by saying, while I was watching this, I kept thinking, man, I would let, rather be watching Miller's Crossing right now. If you guys have ever seen that. I've, I've not. Yes. Um, it, it's another cartoony type gangster movie, but it's done by the Coen brothers and, and Sam Raimi's in it. So it's, uh, um, it's a lot like this movie, only better. Hmm. So 
Um, yeah, do you have anything, any other hip fire shots on this? Uh, that's just the general impressions. All right. Um, Stove. So, um, definitely going to be harsher on this than uh, Rafferty is, but yeah, I did not really enjoy this movie. There was certainly a point in time when, so I started, I started watching this movie this morning and I put it on. I, it, I just kind of watched it like, and I was like, okay, it has to be about like two and a half hours now. I need, I should be done with this movie soon. I look and it's been a minute. It's been an hour 15 and there was still 30 minutes left. Just, this movie has really bad pacing. It's just, there are two moments in the movie where they decided to just have a straight up, uh, like the lowest point, like, Oh, Dick has lost or Tracy has lost his, uh, his girlfriend. Oh, now his girlfriend is actually lost. And now he's in jail. Like, why do we need both of those? <laughs> exactly. I don't know, but I will say uh, about the pacing thing in the time, <laughs> when lolo and i were watching with some other people we were checking the time religiously like wait is it over yet we 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 had that moment i swear no no less than three times at least three times one of them was 30 minutes into the movie it's a weird movie where there's too much going on but you're still bored Yeah. yeah like i i have that written down as well i have that i have notes actually for once surprising this is the one movie i needed notes for because i figured if i didn't do it i wouldn't remember anything um yeah i felt i felt like this there was a lot of talking a lot of parts were just boring especially if you don't really have you know unfortunately the connection to the characters i certainly don't i don't think i've ever read a dick tracy comic um it's just a lot of talking a lot of relationship problems and then the parts that weren't meant to be boring like the shootouts or, or like the one shootout i guess and the like montages it felt like there was too much going on that it just didn't make any sense to me yeah well i mean if i can interrupt here um when we watched the batman movie i was watching the clock during the a9 batman movie batman appears in the first five minutes and disappears for 40 and then we're introduced to jack palance and jack nicholson and like their entire mob organizations like 40 minutes of just their mob organization and so this movie has the same problem where it's like it's showing us all the mobsters and all of them are talking. And that's why I'm wondering, did they watch the Batman movie and emulate that boring 40 minute chunk because they thought that was what they were supposed to do? Because that's not what anybody liked about the Batman movie. Also, it doesn't help that Dick Tracy is the least fucking interesting character in a movie about him. Also, I mean, it is 1990 and they got Al Pacino they were not going to not use Al Pacino like for 95% of the movie. But they, I think that's more for the next question. It's great. Cause they get him. And I swear I like for like half a second, every time he showed up, I'm like, is he supposed to be Dick Dastardly? <laughs> uh, he's just like, he is acting in all caps. He just does not fucking stop. It's actually kind of amazing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that just kind of, again, overshadows Tracy. But again, that's another, that's for the next question I see. Uh, but yeah, this movie just, it didn't land for me. It was both too boring and too, like, had way too much going on for me to actually follow along with most of it. Yeah. Um, so, 
I guess with that, uh, Torpo, what are your thoughts on this movie? I fucking hated this movie. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, to expand upon that, it was miserably... Uh, well, so first off, the pacing was fucking atrocious, like beyond belief. It's like they tried to fit multiple storylines in for no... But it didn't work at all. Like, because it, it's... There is the first half, which is like one specific storyline, and there's the second half, which is like another storyline and they don't quite flow super well. And then there's just so many little problems. Like all of the characters suck. All of them. Dick Tracy is the least interesting character in a movie named after Dick Tracy. (laughs) And it's kind of impressive. Like his girlfriend is more interesting than him. Like there's these weird little things they drop about her, but then essentially she does nothing in terms of the plot and becomes a damsel in distress instead, despite being cooler than piss cop. Because what's Dick Tracy? He's a cop who likes to dress and piss yellow. That's it. Yes. One of yeah, the it, six movie, six colors in this movie. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm going to fucking tear into that when we get to that. But it's just, it's it's a boring movie. It's a very boring movie. How do you make a fucking mob story so damn boring? Uh, yes. <laughs> and then the kid was fucking insufferable. And I feel like he added nothing to the gun. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 kid, like, the thing was I was trying to look it up. I couldn't find anything about. That. I'm sure he's oh, no. in the in the strip. No, I, so I found out a, a different factoid about <laughs> the actor who played the kid. Um, just some of his um, uh, the actor's uh, let's say political ties. Uh, are, a member or, of the Federal Society. Yes, um, which is. Interesting. Bunch of libertarians, basically. I mean, yes, but just that fact was really weird because after after he uh, like did a little bit of child acting, he became a lawyer, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, uh, uh, it was is weird because he he like he did he did stuff in 1990, 1991, 1998, and then 2019, uh, in which he was in Chained for Life. Okay. Uh, is that a documentary? Uh, no. Shit. Uh, is it? Is it Steve? Anyway, nonetheless, that the kid, the kid sucked. Basically, yeah. the kid um, sucked. uh, I, I felt like there were too many mobsters that got screen time. If I'm gonna be honest, because most of them didn't really do anything and weren't interesting, aside from the one big villain. And technically speaking, there was another big villain, but they had zero presence whatsoever and then the big twist about who they were landed incredibly flat and it felt like an easy way to get out of the whole oh man dick tracy might have feelings for this femme fatale oh yeah for that i would definitely blame the 1980s because they they really wanted that star wars that they wanted this to be toyetic and so they thought well there's this huge rogues gallery Let's put let's let's make action figures of this because kids are gonna want flat top action figures. That's what kids are gonna love. Yeah, they need something that they can put those little uh, tables that you get a pizza on. Sell uh, me I, some of those prune faces. Also, to to sort of change up a thing, I say a lot about uh, anime. Uh, a facial deformity does not a personality make. Yes, actually, that is. Kind of problematic, actually, to think about it. Everyone is defined by this thing, and they're all just super evil. Like, basically, the ugly people are the villains, always, in this. 
Yeah. Uh, and it's absolutely wonderful because all of them suck and none of them are interesting. Yeah. Uh, there, there's only one specific villain who's any fun on screen, but that's because he's constantly throwing fucking hissy fits. Yes. And, um, yeah. No, I, I would just... Yeah. Also, one of my favorite issues with the plot is constantly Dick Tracy like, I can't take them in. I don't have solid enough evidence. Despite them very blatantly, like, flagrantly fucking ignoring the law and doing heinous shit to the point where they lock him in a basement and try to kill him with a steam uh, a boiler explosion and then after that he's like i can't take him in yet i don't have evidence you know there there was a weird thing going on there where it was a lot of telling and not showing like like you're describing right now it's like all the crime that was in there was like you have dick tracy at his desk with a folder and he would like shake a piece of paper every now and then and it was like, this is not crime busting. Crime busting would be breaking down doors without a warrant or, or you know, like, you know, shooting people like freaking Dirty Harry or what they were doing in movies like The Untouchables where they were putting pressure on people. And I, I checked out the Brian De Palma's Untouchables is like two years, three years before this. So, yeah, the problem is you're right. There's this problem where the characters keep telling us why they can't do certain things or telling us why things are instead of like, showing us in a movie that obviously had production value I, I totally agree with you yeah but i'm also saying like it's not just that it's uh we can't touch them we can't do this it's we have very clear evidence they tried to murder dick tracy to his face and said it to his face and even tried to bribe him but then immediately after dick's like i can't take him in i don't have enough evidence which is like what the fuck do you need then well they had 14 witnesses or, or some of some bullshit like Oh, he was at a dance lesson. He had 14 witnesses. There's nothing we can do. Like, what? Well, that kind of corruption would be interesting and it would justify the final act of the movie. But like, like you're describing right now, the movie is simultaneously in a rush to get everything done, but the also there's not enough in it. So there's not enough content in it. Like that kind of stuff they needed to linger on or have like Dick Tracy versus... You could have easily had Warren Beatty's stone-faced... Um, lack of reaction with with big boy caprice with al pacino chewing the scenery and a good director and good writing could have made those scenes interesting and electrifying but we don't have good direction and we don't have good writing also like the the actual final confrontation between the two of them is such a fucking wet fart because it's this really kind of lackluster fight uh that culminates with big boy bumbling to his death does it say isn't it because it took then it take place in a bell tower yes like batman did yep it, it, it sucked just like Which, batman man did. the music in this movie hot damn fucking batman <laughs> it sucked slightly less than batman because i believe they could actually fight but this is damning with faint praise yeah the movie literally just blares Danny Elfman immediately in your ears, just so you understand where we're coming from here. I, I like the first thing I said is, "Oh, are we watching Batman?" <laughs> but yeah, it was. It, this is full Danny Elfman mode. This is this is when Danny Elfman became Danny Elfman. Part of it feels like a movie that doesn't have any confidence in its own premise. It. Yeah. But uh, it's just, I don't know. Also, there's the the. Uh, you know what, I'll mention that when we get into characters, fuck it. 
I just okay. there's so many little things in this movie that just fucking add up to this boring, uninteresting pile of dog shit. Okay, so th- I take it you're good for general impressions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I didn't like this movie either. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just to get that out there. God, yeah, it just I could barely remember anything about this movie. It's like it was. It's like not even a movie to have on in the background. Like it's a, it's a thing because if you have it on the background, it might as well just be white noise because there's nothing really interesting about it that you could have it on the background and think that you have some random 80s cop show on in the background. Like it's like it's just nothing happens. It's just completely like despite what the visuals tell you, like if you basically if you watch this and just li- well not watch it if you just listen to this movie and try to keep along that way and somehow we're able to like keep an eye on like what thing like if the aesthetic wasn't there this would have been nothing this movie might not have actually existed like it is it is the cotton candy of or it's like like i'm trying to even think of like a less filling just gar like not garbage but less just it's there like it's celery it's just it's technically a thing but also not a thing it i am like next week i'm not going to remember a single plot point in this movie except for maybe a couple but i it's just yeah this movie it just might as well not even existed it's just really boring and man, I was gonna say, how long was this movie? Two hours. Uh, it's an it's an hour and forty minutes. Was it really? I thought it was two. No, nope, it felt <laughs> well, like it was two. That's the thing. It it's not that long, but it feels like it. Yeah, Hold on, please crack it open. I need confirmation of the runtime. Uh, the according to IMDb, the runtime is, um, one hundred and five minutes. God, it's so, an hour 40. Why do I think it's two hours? Because it felt like it was two hours. That's why. It felt longer than two hours. Man, because especially because I was thinking of it because Al Pacino's in this movie. Uh, so I was thinking of other Al Pacino movies that are much better. And I was thinking of Heat. And Heat is a movie that's like three hours long, I think. Yeah, Heat's pretty long. Well, Heat. this movie this movie has that exhausting thing where there's a lot... Uh, it feels like it's really long because a lot of stuff is happening in the movie but it's all pointless and not interesting so that's what makes the movie exhausting because you had to if i had to recap the movie it would take me a long time to recap everything that happened they went here they went there they went back they cut to this they cut to that and it sounds like it's but but you're right when you add it all up it's like wait what happened i can't remember See, so yeah it's exhausting yeah because the thing is like i have the page for heat, heat up right now heat is 170 minutes long so it's almost three hours long but the thing about that movie is it's kind of a slow burn, but things happen in that movie as compared to this. Well, you, you also mentioned slow burn because there's a problem that I have with Burton in general, and this movie's imitating uh, Burton, where they don't want to pause and let you notice anything. Like the garish colors and the production design overwhelms you because they keep cutting they keep flipping back and forth between scenes or going back and forth they never just sit there and savor an environment or let characters play in an environmental space it's all rapid cut and nobody shuts up 
So that's part of what makes it exhausting. If this movie just took its time or bothered to set up some of its pieces, uh, it, it would be a lot. It, it wouldn't be that. It wouldn't be as bad. Yeah. I have to say one thing. I had it in my mind that this movie did not do well, but I am extremely wrong, apparently. It made yeah. back three times its budget. Yeah, its budget, which was, what, four, 47? Yeah, $47 million. And... Yeah, and I was prepared to, like, say, oh, well, it sounds like this movie was very expensive and it probably didn't make its money back. No, it was a hit, surprisingly. Imagine curious, what is the... Um, what is the what was the budget for the nineteen eight the eighty nine Batman? It was thirty five million. Hmm. So Dick Tracy was even more expensive than that. The thing in that movie, now that I think about it, wasn't that um that uh like that movie wasn't that technically like demanding. Well, they were they were cutting corners and reusing stuff like uh, some of the. The in the Batman movie, the Ajax factory is actually a reused set from uh Aliens. Huh. Uh, so uh, whereas this Mystic Tracy movie, I mean, I was going to talk about this production value, they not only have matte paintings, but there's that one scene where they have a car driving down the street and they pull away from the matte painting and they slide over to zoom in on the Club Ritz and another matte painting. This is all pre yeah. digital, it's all practical effects. That is one of the most expensive and difficult effects you could possibly pull off. And it's completely wasted in this movie because no one knows what the crummy heck they're looking at. See, it's great because we were laughing our asses off at the very end with the bridge scene because they were very obviously against like a, a green screen type deal. And it was the yeah. funniest shit in the world because it looked awful for a movie that was so bent on its production values. The world's most expensive and shitty looking green screen. It's amazing. Yeah. That that was not very impressive. Um, so yeah, I I I kind of guess with that. Um, Torpo, uh, how do you feel about the characters in this movie? Uh, they sure existed, didn't they? Yeah. And there's there's only really a few that I'm gonna go over because there's only a few worth giving a fuck about. Yeah. Uh, there's Dick Tracy who has all of the personality of uh, a plank of wood. But damn, they want you to think he's the hottest, coolest shit there is. And they kind of sort of just rub that in repeatedly, despite him being an absolute nothing of a character who sucks at his job, even to the point where, like, they rip into him because he's constantly pulling in people who are known criminals to question them repeatedly, fucking up his case completely over and over. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. Uh, also, one of the worst lines in the movie that I still love is when fucking Dick Tracy is brushing his teeth and he offers, hey, kid, it's peppermint. The kid just looks at him and goes, you're into some real sissy shit, ain't you, Dick? <laughs> and the look he gives him is like, what the fuck, kid? <laughs> it's, it's bizarre. It's like, it's this weird way of like trying to make, to sort of humanize Dick Tracy in a way that feels utterly meaningless, as is most of what they attempt to do with him in this movie uh like there's how he he supposedly cares a lot about his girlfriend despite constantly kind of just neglecting her and treating her like crap and then doesn't supposedly for a man who's like so head over heels for his girl uh and into her he doesn't even try the slightest to push away breathless when she is like very blatantly flirting with him practically rubbing her crotch in his face Ugh, fuck's sake 
It is yeah. the most pointless fucking subplot. Like, it, it shouldn't happen. There's no reason for it to happen. There's zero chemistry between those two characters. Like, there's none whatsoever. But it's like, oh, man, is Dick gonna, gonna go at Breathless? Is he gonna give in to her feminine wiles? And it's, oh, it's so bad. And, and uh, just going back, like, there's the girlfriend thing, but also he's a giant fucking baby about that, too. Can't even ask his girlfriend to fucking move in with him. And it's supposed to be like, ah, this this little character quirk or flaw, but it, it just kind of makes him come off as a jackass. Because he it, keeps doing it and keeps fucking up the exact same way and doesn't try to improve himself, it ever feels like. It's like the thing of like, I think the, the, the thing that they were trying to do there is that it's like, oh, it's the 1930s, so they're less, you know, I guess, I don't know exactly what the phrasing is, but like the, they're less like relationship progressive, I guess, that moving in with her would be scandalous or something like that. At least that's what I, t I took. Um, but then again, uh, I, I could have just been very wrong. Um, yeah, I I don't really have anything else to say about that. And, and yeah, investigatively, he's just incredible at kicking himself in the own dick, his own dick, repeatedly. Because uh, I say constantly pulling in people despite not needing to. Or having very damning evidence and not using it and just going, Ah, I can't get him yet! And it's, it's... He's just the worst. Just the absolute worst. Yeah. <sighs> um, Then there's his his girlfriend... Uh, Tess, who is way cooler than him, uh -huh. and gets along with the kid, and just living her best life, I guess. And despite them trying to to occasionally give hints that she's way cooler than she seems at first, uh, once again, in terms of the plot, she's not even there up until she's used as a threat, and then kidnapped to be used as a threat again. And it's like, oh, okay, you just you're gonna toss that in the garbage. I mean, where it belongs, I guess, but I don't know. It's it's a character that could have been more, but they decided to just fucking leave and lie there on the ground to die. Uh, and then the kid fucking sucks. He's your typical kid in any movie. Just the, the, yeah. the really stereotypical kid who's just a kid uh, and is absolutely insufferable and just a giant goddamn prick every time, but everyone loves him. Uh, and literally the first thing he does is steal a watch. And Dick Tracy... Uh, chases him for what seems like hours across the entire city because the time of day changes and all of a sudden he's somehow in the train yard by the end of it before he beats up, before Dick Tracy beats up his dad. Because that's the thing that happened. Wasn't actually his dad, but... Yep. Is that your old man? Get bent, or whatever the fuck he said. That's <laughs> pretty much what he said. Up and yours, so... old man. <laughs> Eated old guy. And then Dick just takes him in after beating up his dad. It's great. It's fucking ugh. I mean I mean it worked for Terry Bogart and Rock Howard. Also, it's really good because he saves uh Dick from the, the, the boiler explosion and they give him a, an award and everything. But they still can't get fucking big boy. Yeah. yeah. Not enough. Yeah, they have enough to like honor someone with medal, but they can't, you know like what i i can't even think, i don't even care about i mean the, the the problem is it's like it is shown that the the district attorney is corrupt 
in a later scene. But like, yeah, the problem is, is like, no, we should have had Dick Tracy submits it and then the corruption overturns it. We should have seen that rather than it's just taken as a given. You know, it's a movie. We should be seeing stuff. Yeah, no, it, it it made the 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 ending where the whole final fight really feel really forced, it really contrived. I don't know. And, and then that's all I gotta say about the kid. Fuck the kid, hate him. Yep. But uh, so then there's uh, big boy, which is uh, chewing the fucking scenery every scene he's goddamn in, and he's like the one thing I really enjoyed about this film, just because it was the only thing with any sort of personality. <laughs> it's just fucking him getting incredibly fucking miffed every goddamn chance he got and it was just so ridiculous and over the top but it, he, he's played as this like he's he's supposed to be like this criminal mastermind but it's all very basic shit that he does and he gets taken for a ride repeatedly very easily be it when dick bugs the casino and the only reason they find out is because the dipshit they had running the, the mic spilled some of his... I don't even know what was it. Was it... Coffee, like I think. Chocolate? I couldn't tell if it was hot chocolate or coffee. But regardless, he spilled his fucking drink, and that's the only reason they found him out. You know, it was very obvious something was up. And then he gets taken for a ride by No Face, or whatever the fuck the name was for it. The Blank. Yeah very easily very easily played it was incredible and as i said before like his his big plan was just basically collecting protection money it was he was supposed to be it's i don't know he, he just landed super flat in terms of like actual plot stuff yeah which is a shame because i i he could have been they could have done more and then there was uh and the only other character really given enough of a shit to talk about is breathless otherwise known as the blank yes which we only learned that name because of the fucking subtitles <laughs> yeah uh breathless is madonna playing a lounge singer who gets uh tossed between these two basically crime families uh and it's it's really good because she's supposed to be like this the femme fatale who's got it bad for dick and Dick is fucking stiff as shit every time she's on screen, and it's magical. Yeah. To the point, to the yep. point where, like, at one point, she's making the moves on him, going in for a kiss, and he's standing there stiff as a fucking board. <laughs> yeah. Good work. Yeah. You did it. I'm gonna call Lolo out. Lolo just said Dick is stiff in in the chat. You're the one who said it. I am. I didn't mean I didn't mean it like that, but that's it was inevitable, really. Yes, I'm glad we got this far before the first joke. Yeah, I didn't mean I made, to do it. It was an accident. I made a joke instantly. What the fuck? <laughs> also, I guess there's not going to be a better po uh, point in time to point out that there was a line said that was thirty seconds, no more dick. Thirty seconds, no more dick. Thirty seconds, no more dick. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> But it's just like Breathless is like putting in all the effort into this, and here's Dick Tracy just fucking deer in the headlights, doesn't know what to do, but just sits there and takes it, and yet somehow ends up conflicted anyway about his feelings for her, despite there being absolutely zero chemistry. There's none. There's none whatsoever between either of them. There's more between Tess and Dick, which there isn't much of, 
than yeah. it is between these two. Yeah. Uh, the only reason that she, like, the whole seduction thing's there, it's because it's played by Madonna. Yep. Well, also, it's probably part of the comic, but still. And we had to have the, the femme fatale. It was, it, was, it was a necessity, isn't it? Yeah. But it's just, uh, and then come to find out, at the very end, she played both sides so she could rule the city with Dick. And it's like, ah, I don't care. You're such a non-person. Like, it, it felt really messy and contrived, the entire reveal of Breathless being the blank. Well, the, just... I mean, I, I would agree with you. Madonna's just not selling it. That's the problem. Yeah. I mean, she was there. Let's be real. She was there for the musical bits and to look nice. Yep. She was there to put her name on the in the trailer. Pretty much. Yeah, it's a weird thing where the she didn't do the soundtrack because the soundtrack's Elfman. She released a companion album, which is music inspired by Dick Tracy. But that also sold like crazy. So this movie made a lot of money. Yeah. But yeah, my, my point is just the, the everything about Breathless feels super forced. And just every time she's on screen, it's uncomfortable. In my opinion. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's what I have to say about the characters. All right. Stove. Um... Corporal honestly went through most of uh, what I had to say. Basically, yeah. Um, Dick Tracy, I was going to ask at some point, even though it was redundant because that would be the gag, is Dick Tracy a corrupt cop? And never mind. It's not even a question. He's just, he's fucking incompetent. Like, okay, so he's, yeah, I was going to say, it's not that he's, he's like dirty. It's that he's big on police brutality. Yeah, he he he's not corrupt. He just kind of sucks at his job. At the yeah, very well, it, at the beginning, he's when they, infamous like... for for being brutal because like he used to make fun of that in the comic strips that uh, like other people yeah. would comment on how brutal he is. But the movie doesn't let him be brutal because it's PG. Yeah, and like at the beginning, everybody in the police station pretty much is saying, "Now, now, Tracy, you know you can't do that. That's illegal. You can't do that, Tracy. No, don't do that." Like, how do you? you... He's a very it seems to be famous detective and he's known basically for it seems like doing a bunch of illegal shit to eventually get his man, which he doesn't even do until he doesn't do it at all, actually. Cause I think a uh, no. dude dies at the end. Yeah. He died indirectly. Like big boy died because he got fucked over by the black. Like it, he just it's humbled <laughs> to his death in a Disney villain death because it's fucking PG. Congratulations. I mean, of, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I was well, I mean, speaking of weirdness, what was with the walnuts? There's like this whole sequence where, ah, the walnuts. We'll get fingerprints off the walnuts. Nope, no fingerprints on the walnuts. What's going on? Why didn't you waste your time? Yeah, it was supposed to be this weird dead to rights thing for Big Boy, but then also Big Boy stops giving a shit about walnuts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's basically just again showing how Dick Tracy just like, okay, yeah, we're gonna go get him because the walnuts and then surprise there weren't uh, i don't know fucking dick tracy sucks he he probably doesn't even suck like that much in the comics he it is probably just more you don't have enough time to get attached and also they're not doing anything interesting with him because he just winds up having the on-screen charisma as was said of cardboard um 
And yeah, that's evident through a lot of his scenes with uh, Madonna or Breathless, who I'm 99% sure she was put in the movie, um, if not for if not to make a soundtrack, basically just because there's Madonna. Her whole thing is she wants to fuck. Oh, surprise. Breathless literally only wants to fuck. Like, it, it's meant to be like, oh, she's just fallen in love with Dick Tracy for some ungodly reason. But no, it's basically just that she's horny the entire fucking movie. There is a point where um, Tracy thinks that Tess is at the door and he just says, oh, what do you have? And she just says, I have fresh peaches. You need to eat them soon. Like, okay, so I have it written down here. Madonna comes in, wants Dick to eat her peach. Got it. Understood. Um, it, just once again, that entire time, though, he is incredibly stiff. It's magical. <laughs> like, every time she pulls out a double entendre, he's just standing there like, like he's waiting for a bus or something. Like, he doesn't know what his next line is supposed to be. Um, so, yeah. And also, I should point out, uh, this is kind of a personal thing on my end is just I did not. The only thing I knew about this movie, because I hadn't seen it before, was that Madonna played no face. I was like, wait, what? But her her name in the um, credits is Breathless, uh, whatever, uh, Mahoney. I'm like, oh, it's a spoiler. I see. Not that it fucking matters, but I was like, oh, that's weird. Uh, Yeah, the kid sucks. I... He looks kind of like Will from Stranger Things. That's that's probably just me, but he lo he looks like one of the kids from Stranger Things, and he's also an inseparable jackass like the entire time. Who are supposed to feel you know sad for because he has no parents and he wants to be Dick Tracy Jr. Which why the fuck would you want that? Um, yeah, and I don't know. I I guess I didn't pay too much attention to Tess, but. Yeah, I guess I could see that Tess does, like, have a little bit more in the way of, like, motivation than Dick Tracy does. <laughs> in terms of, I just want this guy to, like, be in touch and and say, hey, it's I, I can move in with you. And then at the end, he doesn't even do that as well. So he actually accomplishes no, not really much in the long run, except for he bumped off some mob guys. Okay, so that's the best part about the ending is that, yeah, he tries to say, hey, will you marry me? Bungles it because he gets called in to the station and then just throws the ring at her and leaves. You're one in a million. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Uh, and, yeah, um, big boy Caprice is just Al Pacino just devouring the scenery. And <laughs> he's... He's kind of awesome. He's he's kind of really good so, in that, that situation. One thing, one thing I will say about that is that originally, like, I think when he first started to do the acting for this movie, uh, he actually w did not want the credit that he was in this movie. Oh. Uh, he wanted to go by a different name, uh, but he changed it for some reason, and I can see why. <laughs> um, because he's yeah. the best part of the movie and also... I, I wonder if he didn't think the movie would do good and it I was bet you actually, that was good. Yeah, it was actually a fucking smash. Also, he does at some point say, you dumb dick, which is also just extremely good. Al Pacino is the best in this movie. Um so yeah, I 
he's about the only character I actually enjoyed because like everyone else is either one note or they their personality is meant to be their face or the fact that you know someone can't talk and they're afraid of water I guess I yeah it yeah that's that's pretty much all I got yeah uh also I did pull it up because I was curious um basically because I was wondering if like if Dick Tracy or not Dick Tracy if Al Pacino was in something else uh big at the time uh and the only other he had two movies that he well actually three movies in 1990 uh you had this you had the local stigmatic uh and you had the godfather part three yeah i kind of wondered that um <laughs> like oh yeah so he wasn't really in anything like i mean the godfather part three but then again that was a huge commercial that was that's the one that's like not liked at all right yeah, it's not, the oh it's nobody a, nobody likes three. They they like it less than Dick Tracy. It was a vehicle yeah. for uh, Capella, uh Coppola's daughter or something like that. Yeah, I think Sofia Coppola. Yeah, um, yeah, because I was looking at the, like what's the next big movie that I see. Uh, I'm not familiar with what Frankie and Johnny is, but I know uh, Glenn Gary again. Glenn Ross is in '92 as well as Sin of a Woman, uh, and Carlito's Way uh, was '93. So it was a while before he had. Um, like a big hit uh, from Scarface in 1983. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I I don't know why, why he would have. Yeah. Yeah. One last thing I do want to point out, uh, just throw out there because I have it written down again and I want to at least say, say it, even though it's real dumb. At the end of the movie, of course, uh, Madonna's revealed to be the blank and, and she it happens after she gets shot, so you know here here lies breathless. She did not get that dick. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. All right, uh, Rafferty, you have any Actually, extra? Really quick, really quick. The best part about the breathless death is that she is saying, like, really just pouring out her emotions to Dick, and he's once again standing there stiff as a fucking board, not knowing what to do. Just could we have been together? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I just had to get that out of the way because every interaction with them is fucking awful. It's a much yeah. better interjection than mine. Thank you, Torpo. All right. Um, Rafi. Well, so I'm going to take a minority stance on, on this. There, there's one part of the movie that, that I think like showed off what this could be a great movie. And that's where they get the kid to go visit Dick Tracy in jail. And, uh, you know, the kid asked Dick Tracy, so how's the food? And Dick kind of like nods and says, it's good. How's the food in the orphanage? And the kid nods and says, eh, it's good. And the reason why I'm pointing that is, okay, that's the movie. That should be the movie. You should have Dick Tracy, who's a tough guy who can't admit his feelings, hanging out with this kid, who's also a tough guy, who can't admit their feelings. And the two of them should be blowing through this movie like indestructible juggernauts it shouldn't be that dick tracy's climbing around outside a window trying to eavesdrop on guys or whatever or trying to get doing calculations from seesaw there should be these set pieces where he's freaking dirty harry where all the the, the criminals are afraid of him because bullets miss him and he's an indestructible juggernaut like he was in the comics. Like, it doesn't matter that he's stiff as a board because you've got Al Pacino and Flattop and Pruneface and, and Dustin Hoffman. You, 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 you've got all these weirdos. Who, they, they should be foils, and he should be blowing through the movie 
like they're so afraid of him that they have to use his incorruptibility uh, against him. Like you should have a real actress instead of Madonna, uh, who doesn't so much seduce him so much as she plays the victim and Dick Tracy believes her. And that's what makes it all fall apart. There could be a, you could make a movie out of Dick Tracy being this stiff and impenetrable cipher, but they don't do that because they want to have some sexual chemistry between Beatty and Madonna that doesn't exist. Um, yeah, she, she wraps herself around him like a scarf most of the time. That's like their every interaction. Well, I, that, and you know, that doesn't bother me much as Beatty should not be stammering or anything. He should be Dick, stone-faced Dick Tracy and just like no sell it and not care. He, he should be freaking Marv from Sin City or whatever. Uh, like, like so, they're, oh, go ahead. I, I do agree with you. That would work great. But part of the problem is they're constantly trying to like kind of humanize Dick Tracy and it really bites into any attempt at that sort of thing. Well, it's a mistake that these movies, and like it was my complaint about the Batman movies, where they keep like they 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 keep trying to no, we gotta show Keaton as some sort of troubled man who need, needs help or whatever. Like, no, this these are these are action movies, and it's already PG, so they're gonna sugarcoat all the violence anyway. It's gonna be over the top. We should be watching Raiders of the Lost Ark. We should go into a bar and do like what they do in Raiders of the Lost Ark, where we're going to fight on every surface and beat the crap out of somebody in every part of it. Warren, that's the other thing that annoyed me about that was like a, like a Warren Beatty looked good when he was in the trench coat, punching people. It was over the top, but the way they lit it and the way he moved, like we could have just had sequences where he was fighting his way through gangsters. And that's why they were afraid of him. And, and, and that's, what's just really frustrating me is like, I, I don't think there's something wrong with the characters. I think it's the the directing and the writing keeps wanting to frame us to have sympathy for them. Or like everyone already mentioned, it's like, stop showing Dick Tracy being bad at his job. Show Dick Tracy being good at his job. Uh, or, you know, show the criminals having well-founded fear or, or being afraid of him. And that's why they have to use corruption or these other chicaneries. You know, that's why they want to frame him. You know, like, like show that. And, and so that's why I, I really think that I don't think there's something wrong with the characters in this movie. I, I think it's the, they, they're presenting it in that way that so much garbage in the late eighties and early nineties was presented. They, they don't want to let the characters be characters. They want, they want to, Oh no, we, we have to like, like Dick Tracy, or we have to identify with him and really no, Dick Tracy should be having a huge body count. He should be indestructible this should have been like a hard-boiled type movie yeah i i I can definitely agree with that um uh that actually does remind me oh you said is yeah they're supposedly afraid of him but they're only really during the beginning of the movie first off and second off they he never shows a reason for them to be afraid of him yeah in the comics they're they're afraid of him because he just shows up and flat out murders people yeah, no, it's just he's, they just show him getting stonewalled by bureaucracy. But everyone's afraid of him up until they aren't and they make a joke out of him. Like, I I'm guess if anything, he they're afraid of him because he's overly aggressive about wanting to put them behind bars. But even then, it doesn't last that long because they he can't get anything to stick because he kind of sucks. I, I, I'm going to say something that's very painful for me to say. This movie would have been better if it was directed by Zack Snyder. <laughs> yes 
I will agree with that one. Because he would have totally got it and understood it. And that, that makes me kind of sad to say that. I hate the fact that he's the only director from my hometown. Nonetheless. But but he would have understood the macho posturing and, and he would have understood the high body count. That is what Dick Tracy is kind of infamous for. But um, it's also funny for us to be playing armchair quarterbacks because this movie made a buttload of money. Yeah. 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 What would have made this very successful movie better? Hmm. Uh, I. I mean, yeah, there there are actual answers to that question, but is well, it? I think it, it was really the window of time because Batman had just came out, and people wanted more Batman. If this movie hadn't come out in 1990, it would have been a flop. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Also, the fact that it's Warren Beatty attached to it, also, I think probably helped well there's big i mean madonna is also a big name in the 90s oh yeah and also oh yeah and madonna as well right i mean it it was that perfect storm where this movie was this hugely successful because of 1990 but it's also this is such ephemera of 1990 no one remembers anything about this movie nobody quotes anything about this movie the mask would come along and be a much better version of this movie and this is my first time seeing the movie i didn't even realize it existed up to this point yeah, because this was a movie that I remember hearing about, but I never actually, you know, did any, like, I never watched it, because I never really had a reason to. Isn't it a Disney movie? Uh, it yes. is Touchstone, so yes. Yeah, it's Touchstone, yes. So, yeah, it's a Disney movie. Yep. Uh, which, okay. man, want to talk about the fucking struggle for the rights for this movie? <laughs> yeah. I completely forgot what that whole ordeal was. I just know that it was Warren Beatty, like, didn't, like... Was it Warren Beatty and like I forgot who they had a thing with that he couldn't figure it out? Uh, I forget what syndicate this is. I think this is Universal Syndicate, but don't hold me to that. Um, well, I'd imagine it's whatever Disney is in. Um, yeah, I completely forgot. And this movie, I mean, is part of a series because there, there was Batman, but then this Dick Tracy, like Batman shows there's m- money in comics, so for some reason there'll be Dick Tracy, the Phantom. Shadow's not really a comic book character, but the Shadow will come out. Uh, so there'll be a whole bunch of 90s services. stuff. It, it was what? Sorry. Uh, it was Tribune Media Services. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, so it wasn't something Which, Disney, Disney owned. But but we could, yeah. that's a whole other story of how Disney said, okay, no more John Carter, no more Lone Ranger. Let's just freaking buy Marvel and Star Wars. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, so do you have any other... Thoughts on the characters? No, uh, uh, what about you? Uh, I didn't really have any other things to mention on the characters that we've talked about. Uh, the one thing I did want to talk about is, man, I feel bad for Dustin Hoffman in this movie. Mm. Oh, God. Why didn't they get Martin Short? Martin Short would be a good actor for that quality of character. Because he seems like the kind of actor that would be, like, in the other, like, he seems like that of actor. That Did would you guys be... see Rain Man? Please no. Please talk to me about Rain Man. Yeah. yeah. yeah Dustin I... Hoffman's in, in, in Rain Man. It has not aged well. No. Weird. Uh, as I say, isn't, wasn't he also in the Mario Brothers movie? Who, Dustin Hoffman? No. Or, no, wait. Who, who played Bowser in... That's Dennis Hopper. Den- okay, I, Dennis Hopper. Okay, to be fair, I do also get those two mixed up as well. 
Okay. Um, Dustin Hoffman was the substitute in The Simpsons from like the second season. Yeah, he's yeah. from The Graduate. I, I uh, mean, the, gra- the Graduate, Midnight Cowboy. Sphere. Tootsie. <laughs> Basically, that's just my barometer being a fucking 90s kid. That's all I got. Um, yeah, he's slumming for a paycheck in this movie. Yeah, and now that I'm looking at it, yeah. that. It, yeah. But but he, he became famous in Rain Man, which is um, uh, a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. Let's not talk about that movie because that's uh, it's not how that disease works. Please, you don't want an angry Torpo. Yeah, uh, I yeah. think he was fine as Mumbles. I just like the directing I, I, just doesn't make it clear why he's afraid of water. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, I don't know. I mean, he did Mumbles. Story checks out. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, he he did it, but it's just that I just thought that. that like, was just, it, if the yeah. movie were more self-aware, they should have said talk and he should have spilled his guts and then they should have cut to the stenographer who was there who's sitting there like just hitting keys and then she would like look up pain with a pained expression on her face and just shrug. I mean, that, that would have made it. Wasn't there a joke that they did that? Um, Not in this movie. I mean, l- l- like the problem in this movie is is if there's if they were trying to play it for laughs, they totally fail. Yeah. This movie does not have a sense of humor. It's full of silly things, and there's no comic relief. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because, yeah. I, I, I guess I really don't have any other thoughts of the characters other than what uh, people have said. Um, so I think uh, before we wrap up, I think we, should, we need to have a discussion on this. Uh, Rafferty, what are your thoughts on the look of this movie? Yeah, once again, this movie pains me because, uh, I mean, this this is production design porn. Uh, there are so many amazing matte painting shots that were all practical effects uh, that don't look all that hot because I think they zoom in on it too much. You can see the painted lines. I'm not sure if they're going for stylistic. But um, the suits, I mean, honestly, I think Warren Beatty looks awesome in the yellow trench coat. I mean, I don't know anyone else who could pull that off. Uh, I, I think they're the the building the the solid color the four color palette as you were talking about the solid colors and that sort of thing uh, I think look wonderful but they don't do anything with it I mean like I said later you'll get a movie like The Mask which has a lot of 1990s take on this sort of uh, styling but the city in The Mask looks lived in. Uh, and when you know Jim Carrey is like wearing the suit, he can pull it off a little bit. Like like uh, even Batman, the environments like because they shot them at different angles and they spent more time in certain places looked lived in. This movie is just they had a lot of money and they threw it at the screen, but they but they don't know what to do with it. And uh, I, I once again I agree that like, it feels exhausting. It's like all the big flat colors, but instead of actually you know. Like, People, they jump cut from one spot to another and it goes by so quickly that you never get a sense of place. The only thing I think that really worked was when they have the fight with the um, the kid's ward or whatever. They never say it's his father, but when they have the fight and they're in the shanty and the shanty keeps yeah, he, rocking back he, he's, and he's, forth. He's, oh, not so, basically, they basically say it outright he's not his father. He's just some dude who keeps him there. Like, fucking right. But, but when they have the fight there and the whole shanty is rocking back and forth, it's ridiculous and over the top, but it's hilarious. It's like they have the, the close-up of the fight and they cut away. It's like the whole movie should have been like that. 
the bell tower, like, like, like you said, the bell tower looked incredibly fake and claustrophobic and it shouldn't have looked like that. That's where we should have had the matte paintings. That's where we should have had people like climbing over trellises and that sort of thing. That's where we should have felt vertigo. And instead all that money was spent in all the wrong scenes. So once again, this movie like infuriates me. It, it's like, it could have been good and isn't. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, Stove. Uh, yeah, honestly, I, I do like the setting and the aesthetic kind of as Rafferty said, like a lot of it is just kind of wasted potential. Well, some of it's wasted potential re really. And I was just kind of thinking of it, like in terms of movies that have come out after it, like, you know, just to kind of give a style idea, like a Sin City or a Into the Spider-Verse, where they can also, where they can give off more of a feel of it being a comic, um, which, you know, I don't know if that was like, that kind of thing would have been on anyone's mind back in the 90s, but, or late 80s, early 90s. But I feel like if we had this movie with that kind of, we can uh, make it a faux comic book type thing, it would just it would add it would add a bit to it. I just feel like kind of there were some instances in which uh the effects didn't really land a lot of it, like including the green screen at the end which just looked really really bad um but i I kind of like the multicolored suits for some reason. I dig that we have uh like, yeah, Dick Tracy's yellow uh, trench coat. I don't think anybody... I can't think of anybody that would be able to pull that off, really. Um, no, in, in, in fact, like, one thing that I was thinking about was watching that is a lot of times when you do a big-budget movie like this, you don't want to have the principals doing stunts because if they get injured, then you have to stop filming. I mean, that was a problem. Like, Burt Reynolds famously got in a fight in his 1940s movie, City Slickers. But you're right, they all look so good. Like they could have just put any stunt man in a big yellow trench coat and filmed all kinds of ridiculous stuff, but that never happens. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. It just feels like the, I can feel something from the world uh, that they're in, or I guess the facsimile of Chicago that they're in, but it's just like, they don't really do enough with it somehow. Like they have all these good costumes and, even though I don't like the characters really, I do kind of dig the idea of just having these like gruesome characters here. It's just, they don't really do anything with that. Like it could have been, it it just could have been a lot be better, but I feel like if they would have had a sequel, they probably would have amped it up a little bit more. Who's to say if it would have been a better movie or not, but I feel like they could have uh, like definitely jumped off of this movie into something a little bit, more pleasing aesthetic wise yeah i can definitely agree with that um okay uh you good on that yep all right torpo i didn't like it oh no <laughs> shocking uh so my, my issue is like i i appreciate attempts at using saturated color and all that like i'm fucking all for that shit uh my problem is they don't do anything meaningful with their use of color like Rafferty's gone on about the practical effects and all that, and that is all impressive. But like the actual use of 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 like like color design and all that is completely ignored. Um, it just looks like a fucking messy vomit of four colors: fucking red, yellow, green, and blue. 
that's all you see throughout the entire movie, but none of them are used meaningfully. They don't try to use them to set a mood or, or sort of like like code areas or whatever, like parts of the movie or whatever. Except for like the bit at the bridge at the very end, which is all red, but for all of like a minute. Uh, otherwise, though, they do nothing like that. There's nothing. Can, can I say something no one has ever said before? What? This Dick Tracy movie would be better if it was more like the cook, the thief, his wife, and her lover. I'll take your word for it. I know, you guys can take my, but, but you guys can go watch that next, and first of all, it's like, well, it's NC-17, but you'll look at it and go, oh, wait, each of the rooms uses a different color, primary color, and a different production design, and like, that movie, like, you watch that movie, you go, oh, that's what Dick Tracy would be like, except, of course, for all the horrible ones. <laughs> okay. It's just, it's just, my point is, though, it's just like, they don't use it, meaning, they don't use it to any real effect, and so it just looks like color vomit all the fucking time and it's incredibly ugly to me and it's can, it's can, deeply can we watch the cook the thief is wife and her lover um i'm going to probably say i don't think there's a video game based on that movie the, 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 there is not it's a it's a good movie and i recommend it but no okay <laughs> but yeah so, so so like from like purely an aesthetic and in sort of like standpoint i i greatly dislike this movie and it's frustrating how poorly they use color in that movie yeah. they clearly wanted to to use it they want to say hey look at us we're bright and vibrant but also let's just kind of not give a shit yeah um i will go ahead and say for my take uh i like the idea of what they're trying to do i do not like the execution of what they're trying to do i like the super saturatedness uh, I do not like how it looks. Um, and yeah, I do like the idea of super high saturation suits, though. Just someone wearing a blue ash suit. Um, and yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, but Rafferty, that actually looks really good. Yeah. Uh, Rafferty is trying fact, to. I just looked at it. That movie came out a year before Dick Tracy, so they might have been influenced by it. Huh. Yeah, I could, yeah, that actually looks uh, pretty good. Um, but yeah, uh, I think we've kind of discussed Dick Tracy enough. Um, so, yep, yeah, uh, we're going to rank this using our normal 1 to 21 scale, with 1 being uh, absolute Mastercraft, 21 being absolute garbage, and like not even fun, ironically, to watch, just painful. Um, so I've done something actually that I haven't really done, I don't really do, um, which is write down what my score is beforehand, because I am curious about something. Uh, and because there has been times where we have had our discussions like this, where 90% of our time is bitching about the movie, and we still end up putting it high. I, I have already wrote down mine, and I'm curious what all of yours are. So Rafferty, what is your score? Crap, where do they read Batman? Uh, uh, it's at 14. Batman's a 14. Batman's a 14? Crap. I rated Batman too high. I gotta put this at a 13. I think it uh, has all the excesses of Batman, but it's slightly better. I would rather watch this than Batman. I was less bored watching this movie than I was bored, and I was less angry watching this movie than I was angry at Batman. All right. Uh, Stove. This movie was, bo this movie was boring. This, it didn't ha make any sense. It's kind of shitty. I say we put it at six. No, um, 
honestly, yeah, I'd go 13, 14. I'm also not necessarily the biggest fan of uh, Batman 89. Honestly, though, I'm kind of the reverse in which I would probably watch that over this again. Um, but it, it would still be a while before I watch Batman. Uh, so, yeah, I would kind of go anywhere 13, 14, 15, really. All right. Torpo. Uh, yeah. This is a tough one. Not just because, like, I'm not sure if I like it about as much or less than Batman. I I don't care for either of these movies particularly much. Um, I will say I felt less bored watching Batman. That's not saying much though, because I kind of don't remember if I passed out or if I just stopped paying attention for a little bit. I'm I'm pretty sure you passed out. I think I passed out. So regardless, I still would rather watch that over this. So 15. So I undershot the hell out of all of you. Uh, I actually went for 18, 19. Um, Because I feel like, because I'm looking at, I'm looking at the list and I'm trying to think, what would I rather watch than this? And I'm just trying to think of like, what did I actually watch that? Like trying to think of like, oh, there's like something to watch. And I'm thinking Salamander also had kind of an issue of that, but then, it was there was more frequent things happening in Salamander, mm. uh, but then also the Legend of Zelda cartoon, in which there's things happening. They're not necessarily great, but it's at least a fun like watch it with other people and shit on it kind of thing to watch. Um, because if I'm going to watch something I'm not going to particularly enjoy, I'd rather at least have fun with it. And I feel like with Zelda, I can have that, uh, and then. I was thinking maybe on the tier of like, because the Super Mario, that Super Mario Brothers OVA, uh, the great mission to rescue Princess Peach, that also I felt had the same problems that this did, in that nothing happens in that movie or in that OVA. And it had the same level of just droning, like I barely paid attention to it. Um, well, that was like Roger Ebert's core theory was don't be boring. So yeah, uh, it, if that's a core, core criteria, I can understand rating it that low. Cause yeah, yeah that, cause that's where I, that's where I stand at least. Um, so I guess, I mean, I, like, like I would rate it higher because there's obvious production value. I mean, like I'm rating this side cause there's obvious production value. It's on the screen. And I quoted this uh, earlier off, which was Brandon Reese, a uh, guy who does a lot of online comics, like talked about this movie as saying like, this movie isn't here to impress me. It's not like he was complaining about like how Zombieland and some other movies are very aggressively made for the demographic. And I had to agree with him. There's something about this movie that it's Warren Beatty's movie. And even though it's got some terrible things to it, um, it, 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 this movie wanted to be a Dick Tracy movie and, and it wanted to be something very unique and to impress all of us. And it didn't have to do that. There are a lot of movies that, that, this didn't feel as formulaic to me as a lot of other movies have felt like that, that had to tick off a lot of different boxes. There's just something about it that, that I mean, I would agree that it's got long stretches of boring, but it was to me, it was a lot more interesting. I didn't feel offended or, or pandered to as So, so that's why I would rate it higher than that. But I could also understand like, it's also not very interesting. Yeah. Also, my thing is, I feel like if we've gone an hour and a half bitching about a movie, I feel like we should probably put it lower. But no, I feel uh, that's I, a I, the boring that. logic. The most tedious movie we want, we couldn't even talk about. 
was gonna say because I'm looking at because I was thinking like twenty, like Panzer Dragoon was also something that was just tedious. I mean, point of order here: we're not talking about Rain Man. Oh, right, that. But I was more thinking of things that we've ranked so far. Uh, also looking right. at Rap of the Rapper, which was so boring we couldn't even finish it. Oh well, that yeah. So no, I mean, I I, I can understand that. But, but yeah, but we, we have different tastes. We we all agree that we don't think this is a good movie. Right. It, it's definitely underneath uh, that. And I, I can see where you put it at 13 just because that I feel that one's more anchored by Batman than really a number. I, d- well, I, take I, it. I, I think this movie could be salvaged. Like, I think like if 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 they got a different director uh uh or 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 did a couple rewrites or edited some things like i think like or you you could edit this down to a 30 minute fun half hour yeah i'm just curious okay um yeah because i took kind of our score all of our scores together and i averaged them uh that puts it at 15 uh which is uh basically that's where salamander is sitting which really uh if I were to like, I think that actually might be a good spot for it because this has a lot of problems that Salamander did, where it was something that its source material you could actually do something with, kind of, uh, if you knew how to make it. Like in theory, I guess you could make a good anime out of uh, Gradius and Salamander and all that, but that one just happened to not. Um, so I. I feel like that would be a good that because I feel like I'm a, like basically me stove and Torpo. We all kind of agree that we would rather watch Batman than this. Or is that kind of the general consensus I was getting? Uh, this for me. I, I say yes, but only in the sense that I really wouldn't want to watch either of them. <laughs> but Batman would just very slightly edge it out. Um, I, I would. I would be more likely to, if I had to pick these two movies, like if you, like we have to watch Batman or Dick Tracy, I would put on Batman because I think people would enjoy it more because I think it, it hits more of uh, uh, the beats. It, there's just so much more that annoy. I, I'm, I'm always going to buy action. Like these are, both of these movies are supposed to be action movies and, and Dick Tracy edges out Batman because it has more action in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking generally, I, at least from the general consensus, I'm saying, I'm thinking that our, like, if you kind of pulled ours together and kind of just kind of tried to average it out, that I feel that we are either on the same level as Batman or just a tier below it. Yeah, well, I, I'm not, I mean, the numeric scales, I think, are a little bit different. I, I could see why you would like one more than the other. So 15 sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, I think 15 is a pretty good spot for this. Also, I like to say that uh, just from a personal point of view, uh, I I resisted the urge to say, why don't we put it in 16? Because we don't have anything in 16. I just wanted to point that out. We don't have anything I, in 13 either. We don't, but I don't feel like it's going above that. <laughs> um, but yes, I feel that 15 is a very good spot for this. Which man, that that is putting a line at like sixteen, whatever that is, because that I feel, I feel if generally what we have below, like below fifteen, uh, that is a quality drop. Um, 
Well, remember that you're cherry picking a lot of these movies because I think uh, your movie choices, I think, are inspired by it had to have a video game adaptation, right? Well, yeah, that's I mean, that's the general that's what the point of this that Media Delta is, is because it's a sister show to Retro and Rhapsody, which is stuff we bring during Retro and Rhapsody. Right. So so I would suggest that in order for something to have a video game adaptation, it would have to have some sort of cultural cachet in the first place. So you're probably not going to see any horrible stuff. Uh, until we review Cool World. Did we review Cool, cool World yet? Uh, no, we have not. And yes, okay, there is well, definitely a game about that. There's more than one Cool World video game. I mean, yes. To find out. So there, we'll get you your 16. Get your 16 and then maybe I could... Man. That, that movie is more of a thing for me because that being a Ralph Bakshi movie and the fact that I kind of have a weird fascination <laughs> with Ralph Bakshi. Uh-huh that fuck's sake i completely forgot that it's a ralph bakshi movie yeah uh, uh like it, it, it we just watched dick tracy which is where we could see they spent a lot of money on production design but it, it but the movie let it down when we go watch cool world you're gonna see a movie where they had no money for you you might cry for the production designers they have no money the production designers are trying so hard and the movie is letting them down in so many ways it is a tragedy who is it that played the guy in cool world is it brad pitt uh brad pitt and gabriel byrne and kim basinger are the leads okay kim basinger was the lady okay hollywood nonetheless uh is there anything we want to call out in music charm cinematography storytelling action and art you know i hated the music uh, th- th- this is the this right here was was Danny Elfman is okay. I did Batman and I'm gonna do Batman forever. I hated the music of this one, but um, he didn't do Batman forever. Well, no, I mean, sorry, I I meant, like, <laughs> in, you know what I mean. Like, like in other words, like oh my god, that music I did for 1989's Batman. Okay, that's it. That's all I ever do from now on for everything ever. Um, ah yeah. uh, man, uh. Do we have something from Missed Opportunity? Yes. Yes, we do. Because I would be putting Missed Opportunity in art and, and, and charm because it, it, it just looked like... It, it, big blockbuster movies like this frustrate me because they have the money. It's like when I watch a movie that doesn't have the money to do what they want and they have to cut corners, I'm sympathetic to that. When we have a tentpole movie like this that has the backing of Disney and they can do anything when they don't do it right, that, that frustrates me way more. I can definitely see that. Because, like, they have, like, the seeds of an idea for trying to do a... trying to make it look like a comic book. But they don't do it really well. So I can definitely see putting waste of potential for both art and charm. But, like, what's the name of that bodysuit that makes you all one color? Uh, what's it? Like the green man suit or whatever, like when you put on a body stocking and it makes your body all one color. I, I don't know if that actually has a name. Like okay. I'm sure it does. But, but yeah. it's I mean, they could have just put a black body stocking and a yellow trench coat on a stunt man and had him punch twenty people, uh, and like for like one minute or five minutes in this movie, and it would have been so amazing. It like that was a huge no brainer. They could have just stuck that in the movie. Uh, it would look cheesy as all hell, but we'd all clap, especially if we're eight year olds. And they didn't even do that. It's like the simplest thing, and they didn't even do that. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I will say the only fucking shootout in the movie was very one-sided, and just involved two cars getting shot up, and that's about it. Um, yeah, I was also, gonna say uh, maybe also put a like whiff for action too, because it 
didn't it didn't land for sure. Uh, yeah. Also, well, I was gonna say, it's, it's got that weird thing where they have things that are supposed to be action sequences, like him climbing on the outside of the building, but 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 they don't make any sense. Um, I do want to say that in this movie, it is very interesting, and I wonder if it is an intentional thing. Uh, there is a lot of scenes in this movie of Warren Beatty taking a Thompson and shooting the hell out of various cars, considering what other movie that he was in that was big, which may have involved him getting shot the hell up with a Thompson machine gun in a car. Uh, well, you know, it, it looks good, but, but I'm going to repeat that, like, a contemporary movie with this is Miller's Crossing. And if you watch Miller's Crossing, it ha it has action sequences in it with Tommy guns that look good, whereas this movie just seem like you like all of you said it just seems to have a tommy gun sequence in it it should look good but we don't know why it's happening we don't know where anyone is or whether shooting up the car and it doesn't seem to forward the narrative that's why this movie feels hollow it's all of these set pieces that are have no reason to exist and that's why we don't remember them or, or don't like them oh damn it's a coen brothers movie yep um so yeah um that i can definitely also put in uh anything else other than uh, so, anything in like cinematography or st well, storytelling is just kind of I'm just leave that one blank because I don't think that yeah. one need that one doesn't need a story. I think we're all disappointed all the way around. It was like this. Yeah, the, we don't understand. I think we're all scratching our heads, going, "This should have been better. Why wasn't this yeah. better?" Uh, also, I would like to say that for, uh, fifteen actually looking at the description of how my rank guide is. Uh, 15 is a bit of a sour taste, for the most part fine, but it's got notable undertones of something bad, which I feel is a good way to describe this movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, also, let's see. Meet, oh, crap. Uh, let's see. There are scenes in this movie uh, that, that I like, that, yeah. but they're few and far between. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and go into yays and nays, and one nay that I think that we immediately have to put in, pacing, is bad oh yeah bad pacing um i'm trying to look let's see bad pacing um hey none of these are really calling like not none of this really really like other than maybe very boring Do, can, maybe. can we say bad writing um I mean, like we all agree, agreed. The only time they never show Dick Tracy being good at his job, we net we, there's no lines that we can quote to remember, and there's some scenes that like just seem incoherent or don't make any sense. That's all issues with writing. Yeah, I think actually in that case, I'm gonna put thumbs down in the storytelling department then, or in the the storytelling column. Okay, I I could see that. Yeah. Yep. Not because really none of the none of the other things are that great. Um, so, hmm, any, any other thing that we can think of? Yeah. Oh, um, does this technically get a content warning for yikes? I was thinking that, um, what would be the yikes in this movie? Just the fact that everyone who's bad is deformed in some way. Also, kind of don't like that's mumbles. not true. There's two people. Oh, yeah. Also, also, also mumbles. Yes. Um, well, there's two people in the movie who are bad who are not deformed in any way. There's Madonna, and there's a district attorney. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like this is on, that's like on the edge, maybe. Like that, like I'm sure some people might take offense to that, but I don't feel like it's as 
bad as and, and i feel well, like the, the deformity thing is more of a trying to nod to the art style of the comic than trying to say anything about like a specific like flat-headedness is not really a thing that exists well and also there there is some cartoonish exaggeration because dick uh sorry uh not dick ketchum what is his name hank ketchum uh, sorry his partner ketchum, ketchum. in the movie yeah with with the big bow tie and the exaggerated cheeks but they they left out some of the more colorful characters from the comic who are like have exaggeration so they, they left those guys out for the most part when the policemen show up i mean the reason why i'm going to yikes is like this is not batman yikes from the batman movies they always make a point of saying oh yeah everyone's meant all the criminals are mentally drained and like they didn't do any of that in this movie all the criminals in this movie are just bad people yeah, who just happen to look weird. Yeah, so I yeah I I think we could leave yikes out for this. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Because at that point, I mean, as much as I, I like the yikes should probably like at that point, then the yikes has to mean something. Because then it's just like okay, what exactly? What level? Almost we start getting a yikes and yikes plus, but I don't yeah. think we're quite that level yet. I think the movie's over the top enough for that. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that it's just over the top, that it's kind of teetering on it, but doesn't quite fully on, fall on it. Um, so, yeah. I think Mumbles is just badly directed. That should have been a Boomhauer joke, and instead it, we just were scratching our heads. Yeah. Um, I guess with that, there's not really anything else that I can think of. Um, no, I and, it's about it. A, a disappointing movie with some disappointing video games. So what did you guys think of the Dick uh, Tracy game? The Dick um so the Dick Tracy, like the Genesis game, I don't I remember being it was like it's a rolling thunder clone. Um, but it's uh yeah, we have it at eight. Uh there the NES game I know is bad. Uh but the Genesis one is actually pretty good. Also, it's great because um I was reading up on the video games during watching the movie. And I'm going to try and see if I can find the line uh, that I saw that was like, oh, huh. Um, let's see if I go Dick Tracy and if I go to video games. Um, Dick Tracy, it's not licensed products, maybe. Um, oh, yeah, the film in the film has the video game line. Let's see. Dink. Does it? it there was something that basically um games based on it that uh apparently the DOS version has a waterboarding mini game in it. Huh. I didn't know there was a DOS Dick Tracy game. Yeah, you do. Um I could not find any footage of that, but that's what Wikipedia was saying. Um I I well there's some on YouTube. Well, there's a YouTube version of the game too. Yeah, I'd imagine it's the it's probably the computer version of the game. Oh but, it's Titus. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, it's Titus. It's not good, but nonetheless. Um the Genesis one's probably the only one that you were playing. Um but yes, uh I think that it will do it for Dick Tracy. So, um before we leave, um Rafferty, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, well, I do want to thank folks who uh backed our Iron Claw Kickstarter that we just had. So, we're uh, go, we're doing production on more Iron Claw tabletop role-playing game stuff. So um, we got a couple of things in the queue. So thanks everybody for support. Just stay posted at sanguinegames.com, which is where we talk about all our stuff. 
All right. Uh, stove. Uh, Twitch.tv slash portable stove. I've honestly not been as active as I was before. Um, it, this is, tw- is we're still in 2020. Everything still kind of sucks. But yeah, eventually, eventually I'll be playing some video games on there. Maybe I'll play Dick Tracy at some point. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Torpo. Uh, twitch.tv slash typist and at typist on Twitter. Uh, and I would just, I, I, I have no energy right now. I, I can't. I'm going to plug all about... the mugs out there on the streets. Yeah. Thank you. Perfect. Yeah. What you said, what the stove said is my joke now. Yeah. I will take it and consume it and make it my own. Copyright 2020 typist. Yeah. All right. Uh, so yes, that was Dick Tracy. Uh, next week we are actually returning to what we covered uh, the week prior, uh, and that is we're going to be finishing up our look at the first half of Space Cobra. Uh, so we're going to be finishing up the uh, Three Sisters arc that we started uh, last time, and then going on to another arc, which uh, kind of in itself is a wrap up of that particular the Three Sisters arc. So that'll be enjoyable because then we'll actually get to rank space cobra which will hopefully rank higher than dick tracy did but nonetheless um with that thank you all for listening and i hope you have a good afternoon night morning whatever you're listening to this if you would like to look at the full list of rankings for yourself please visit r3.ldp.life and go to the media delta list tab if you would like to watch media delta's sister show retro rank rhapsody you can either watch at youtube.ltp.life or by tuning into twitch.tv slash lodapuzzlo at 7.30 p.m. on Fridays, 2.30 p.m. on Saturdays, and 1 p.m. on Sundays. All those times are from the Eastern U.S. time zone. If you would like to discuss this episode with the community, you can do so by joining our Discord server, which you can do so by going to discord.ltp.life. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you tune in for our next episode.